Sister Rosling, Minister Rosling, God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's go into reflection now, please. Reflection from last week, please. Sister Felicia Morgan, are you there? I want to hear your voice. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Pauline. How are you doing? I'm okay. Oh, are you okay? Your voice sounds funny. Yeah, I'm losing my voice, but I can um I can give a reflection. Oh, thank you. Know? You know I miss you. you know <laughs> I miss you. So I'm glad you are the first to go tonight. Okay. <laughs> are you able to hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. God bless okay, you. Um... Bible studies last week, Tuesday, um, January 25th, you mentioned the Lord came to Abraham because of his sincerity, faithfulness, loyalty, and the fear of God. God chose Abraham because he knows he would not allow um, his family to do things that is not of God. And it's good to know the word of God because it changes you, it cleanses you, and it molds you. Um, God told Abraham to go to a place with his family. Then his family created a disagreement, so they had to separate. <clears throat> Even though Abraham and Lot was fighting, they still maintained their relationship, and they were patient with each other. Abraham didn't allow malice or strife to come between them, and we have to use this as an example and control ourselves, even when there is strife amongst ourselves and others. We need to be sincere and not malice and be angry with others because we won't make it to heaven. Because of Abraham's sincerity, the Lord uses him to rescue the people and from perishing, <clears throat> from perishing. Abraham displays so much fear of God with the things he said and did. And the Lord revealed his plans to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sorry. Um, the Lord, in order to be a disciple of Christ, we have to take instructions, be honest, be sincere, be disciplined, be patient, and humble ourselves. We have to read the word of God and apply the scriptures to our lives. We have to be careful how we dress as Christians, we're supposed to cover up ourselves. Sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers because he wants us to be, to wait, to be disciplined according to his will and to be corrected, change our ways, or maybe because he's just working on us. We have to have the fear of God in us to live our lives. We must be careful how we behave because someone is out there crying out or fasting about us, and that is very dangerous. Um, 
And I took that for myself because this just showed me you got to be, I have to be careful, watch my attitude, my character, and the way I speak because I don't know who's out there fasting and praying about me. And um, you also said that Satan goes to court for us every day. And if we don't behave or repent quickly, we are at fault. Amen. 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 Shall we just praise God for Sister Felicia? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, Sister Felicia. Amen. Can I say something, Dr. Pauline? Yeah. Can I say something? Yes. Sister Felicia. Yes, yes. Do you have have apple cider? Yes. Okay, get some apple cider and salt and warm water and gargle your throat. Apple cider salt. Okay, okay, thank you. All right. All right. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Reverend Athia. Thank you. Okay. All right. Who else? Reflection from last week. I'll go, Dr. Pauline. Okay, go. Um, you start by talking about how God allowed Abraham to stand in the gap. And you said when we you said we are also standing in the gap, especially when we are praying for our family. When we are praying, we include our family member under our covering. Why did the Lord came to Abraham? The Lord came to Abraham because of his loyalty, because of the fear of God in him. Abraham would not encourage his household to dishonor God or disrespect God. We must be careful of who we associate ourselves with. The purpose, you talk about the purpose of revelation is to redeem. Therefore, the revelation we are receiving is connected to our destiny. Every revelation and every utterance does not come from God. Abraham did not use his family disagreement, you know, this as uh, the strife. They went separate ways. The strife was not between Abram and Lot, but it was between their herdsman and laborer. Abram rescued Lot and his family. Because of Abram's honesty, sincerity, and the fear of God, God uses him to rescue the perishing. The Lord reveals to Abram his plan to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham commanded his household after the Lord. There was there was an um, outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah. The Lord could have, the Lord could have, um, the Lord didn't have to reveal it to, to, to Abraham, but he did. What are the sins in our lives? And in our parents' life, you asked, that was a question that you asked. Uh, you said we must be careful of how we behave because you know our misbehavior might offend someone and that person, you know, might be crying to God on our behalf, you know, you know, and we don't know what would happen to us. And I want to pause there, you know, because what was like astonishing to me, and, you know, you know, I look at that so deep, was when you talk about uh, the pastor and his wife, you said there was a pastor in Brooklyn, and, um, you know, he trained, you know, and equipped leaders, you know, for services. But, you know, there come a time when one of the leader you know, the pastor and his wife, he said, was sick. And there was a time when uh, one of the leaders came to the pastor and told him that, you know, he has to move out, you know, of the house. So, you know, because they want to prepare for the incoming pastor, the pastor that was coming, you know, to take over. And he said to them, he said, you know, my wife was sick and nobody came to pray for her or, 
you know, are himself. But then you want me to go out of my house that I built from scratch. And um, he said, well, you know, we're not able to go on our own. So wherever you want to take us, you know, we're willing to go, you know, as long as you come to take us. And you said, you know, like days after, you know, all of them that, are, you know, approach the pastor, they die. And that, the, you know, some people, some other members from the church, you know, came to the pastor and was, you know, reprimanding him, you know, and, you know, telling him that he killed them. And he said, God gave him the, the, um, the opportunity to train them, but not to take their lives. You know, and that, that went very deep, you know, to me, because I mean, you know, who is praying for us? You know, what are we doing? Because sometimes, you know, when we get to the role of leadership, you know, we get haughty and arrogant and pride setting. And, you know, sometimes we do things, you know, you know, to satisfy our desire, not knowing that we are offending God and we are offending others around us. And just like you asked the question, who is praying for us or who is praying against us? If someone cries and fasts, you said, against us, what will happen to us? Is someone crying because of our behavior, character, attitude? Who is causing the enemy to go to court because of us? Because our misbehavior can cause the enemy to go to court, you know, to accuse us. You went on by saying, if we don't have the fear of God, God can't testify for us when the enemy is accusing us. People are watching us as Christian, but at times we say and do things that are offensive to others. Judas and Ananias were part of the anointed of God. Satan lied against God. Abram went to war between Sodom and Gomorrah because of Lot. Abram interceded and prayed for Lot and the people around him. Lot's wife was stubborn, so she became a pillar of salt, as we know. Um, <laughs> Abram was a friend of God because of honesty, sincerity, and the fear of God. Who would God allow you to stand in the gap for? Because, you know, because of his faithfulness and his sincerity, he was able to stand in the gap. God used him. But can God trust us to stand in the gap? You know, how are we carrying out our assignment, you know, from God? You know, can we, uh, God chose Saul, but remove him because of disobedience. God chose Judas, but remove him because of lies. You also talk about um, Ananias and Sapphira. You know, Ananias was a, an anointed man of God. He was a prophet. And um, because he, he, you know, he, because of deception, he died. You know, he was struck down because of deception. Discipleship is a place of grooming and preparing for leadership. Listening to teaching will help us to change our garments. Sometimes God hides things from us because we are not sincere enough to handle it. Sometimes God makes things known to us. What promise had God given to us? Those promises are secured in the promise of God, the covenant of God, and the word of God. We keep the way of the Lord by righteousness and justice. Whatever we talk about can find judgment in the word of God. We will see some of the promises, but not all. We must not let pride get in the way. We must not become uh, insincere with the promises of God. Uh, God's sincerity is to value God, the written word of God, and the covenant of God. Discipleship is to train people to fear God. 
Sometimes God, God does not answer our prayer because he wants us to understand the reality of what we are praying for. And sometimes God delay answering our prayer because he is chastising us. And, you know, I want to stop there. I get so much from this, but um, I just want to stop there. It encouraged me, you know, to note my behavior, you know, you know, especially, you know, to those that are around me. Because, you know, just like you said, who is praying and what messages are we sending out? And is our behavior going to draw to Christ or is it going to, you know, push people away or, you know, deter people from coming to Christ? So that will cause me to take note of my behavior when I'm out there. Amen. 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 The last reflection, please. I'll go. All right. Okay. Uh, last week, Tuesday, you, uh, it was very interesting uh, about the Abraham. And you said that who is standing in the gap for us? Who is praying against us? Or who is, uh, what prayers are people praying against us? And we have to understand uh, many times we, you said that we bring our family members and others uh, in our prayer covenant. And we even pray for those we have offended uh, in the ministry uh, or who have left, who are dis who disrespected of. We respect, you said that, I'm um, sorry, let me start. Because we respect the grace and mercy of God, we don't allow their behavior, behavior to affect the purpose of God for our life. And the same thing we see you, you, with Abraham, you brought it to light, to life, to light. The Lord came to Abraham because of his sincerity. And you always talk about sincerity and how sincere we must be with, with the Lord and our covenant. Uh, and you said, why did the Lord come to Abraham? And uh, you said that the many uh, that Abraham, uh, I've found so many things, good things that I didn't know before, but I didn't pay attention to that Abraham's faithfulness and his dedication uh, to the things of God. Uh, Abraham was loyal, loyal and to the things of God. And uh, he had the fear of God and that he displayed. Um, so because of Abraham's to 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 totality of the things of God, God even testified for Abraham and said that he know Abraham, he will command his household after me. Abraham uh, would not allow members of his household to disrespect him. He would not allow members of his household to dishonor him. And I think that's so important uh, when we are walking in the, you know, as Christians. Um, so we need to be careful who, of, and you said that we need to be careful who advises us, who influences us. Because many times we get a revelation and we will go to someone. You spoke about that some months ago. And sometimes that person has no idea of that revelation. And you say, who influences us or who encourages us to do what we do, rightfully or wrongfully? And because if we don't know the intentions of the person, of the, uh, th that, that this person has, or, or these people, a person has the word of God in them, or their knowledge for the word of God, we might be, you know, we might be, we'll be led down the wrong path. So uh, when people don't know, uh, don't have the knowledge of the word of God, the kind of advice they 
they will give to us is not connected to the word of God. And you talked about the kind of revelation that they would give to us is not the will of God. So we have to be careful who's advising us, who's influencing us uh, in our daily walk with God. And you said that witches and, war and wizards seize and they know, they hear, they discern, even the, uh, and the, uh, the righteous also sees and hears and, and, and discerns. So whether the person is righteous or not, whatever they are seeing, is it God, is it that God is revealing this to them uh, for us uh, to fight against it? Or is it our ability to fight against it or to accept or to accept it? And that's what we have to daily pray that whoever's advising us we must understand, we know, must know their walk with God. We must understand their walk with God. And many times we, whoever's advising us, like we get advice from the church. We know that their walk, with, we believe their walk with God is at the utmost and that we can trust that. So uh, that was important because I remember even when I was going through my, uh, some, I won't say illness, but some situation in my life, and people were saying, don't get the surgery. But God never told me that because every surgery is serious. Even if it's just a mole off a finger, a hand, it's serious. So, but when they told me that, God said that he was going to be with me. So, and so many people told me I was going to die. And so I just, you know, like my faith in God was so strong that I just didn't believe that God would let me do he would allow me to do to die. He would not allow me to have these things. So when I did get it, he corrected it. I don't give a, a loyalty to the doctors only. I give loyalty to God, that God put the doctors in, in my path to help me at that time. Maybe my faith wasn't at the point it was, but whatever it was, we have to be careful the advice we're taking from people. And is it that God is revealing for us to fight against or to accept it? And that's many times we've been so confused about that. And you said the purpose of the revelation is to redeem. So whatever the revelation or advice we are being given, is it connected to our redemption, our salvation, our deliverance, or is it just connected to the person said, God said, but have no root in it. And you talked about the second commandment. You said that the Bible warns us in the second commandment that thou shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Uh, there, and you said that because we think every revelation comes from God, not every utterance comes from God. So we have to know the word for ourselves, like we're learning right now. We have to know God for ourselves. Whenever we don't know God for ourselves, we, we, we get confused. We hear too many different uh, things going on and it may, you know, we get confused. So we have to know the word and doing this reflection, many times I run from reflection because as I said, I don't come online always to, you know, I come online to just listen, but it's important because this here touched me very deeply and it touched me in a way, uh, I'm not going to go further, but I just want to say this, um, I can go further, but uh, it touched me because when you was talking about how Abraham and this is in my own uh, words, you know, Abraham walked with God. And when many times we have beef or we have 
a misunderstanding with people, sometimes we might say, should I pray for them? Because we have that deep doubt. And what God is saying that pray for them anyway. And what I liked about this message is that Abraham, the beef was not between Abraham and Lot. And God used Abraham to even fight on the behalf of Lot. He even used Abraham to help Lot, uh, you know, just take what part of the land you want, Lot. It, you know, it's, it's yours too. And he didn't, the, 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 herds, the, the workers that had this problem, Abraham and Lot didn't allow it to interfere with their relationship, their, 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 their life with God, their walk with God. And I like that about Abraham and what it taught me that in spite of what we go through, we still pray for our sisters and brothers. We still ask God to lead them in the path of righteousness. We still ask God to cleanse their heart, you know? And so that is so important that as a, as a, as a Christian that, cause many times we do have these, you know, oh, I wonder if I should pray. Cause you know, you know, yes, we should because even with our family members, we have they they don't dis, they don't agree. Yes, we continue to pray. They we don't want them to perish. And when Abraham went on the battlefield for Lot to God, went to God on the on behalf of Lot. It was just an amazing situation that he could still do that because many of us cannot do that. The minute we have a disagreement, blow up. The other thing that God brought to my understanding that when uh, he destroyed, after he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, that, uh, and he saved some people, he saved Lot and saved some other people, mm -hmm. but most of all, he saved Lot on behalf of, Ab because of Abraham's prayer. So we should not stop. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank I, you. <laughs> you don't like reflection, but now, Please, you please. are deep please. into reflection. One thing, just one thing. You know what God, now I, you said we got to be careful when we use God's name in vain. But this one thing, Dr. Pauline, when Lot wife looked back, right? And I would say, wow, look at that. Does that mean that we have turned our backs on God? Because sure. I was saying, Lord, she turned back. That's mm. a does that mean that when we turn our backs on God, or when we disbelieve, when we don't have the faith to believe where God wants us to be, does that mm -hmm. mean we turn our backs on God? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. And I keep thinking about Lot's wife. I know that's a little segment and the bigger part is Abraham, mm -hmm. but she turned her back to look back. So many times if I had turned my back and when they said, you got diabetes, we putting the insulin in. I say, I don't care what you're doing. I don't have diabetes. I don't have high blood pressure. And <laughs> I, I, they said, yes, you do, Ashby, because that was my married name. I say, no, no, no. I said, you do what the doctor say, and I believe what God saying. So when I got out of the hospital, I didn't have that. Why? Because I will not turn my back on God. So I just Amen. thought, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Shall we just appreciate Sister Beverly? <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's interesting. All right, God bless all of you who give the reflection. 
And uh, I know that at the end of the day, we'll be collecting reflection again and again. It's part of us. We want to make sure we understand the teaching and we want to make sure that the teaching is applicable in our day-to-day -day lives. We are not teaching what you can't apply. We are not teaching fake Christianity. That is not real. We want to make sure that we are working with the Lord. We understand the word. We can ask questions. We can all relate to what is being said, the reality of life. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's make our declaration. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom, Bible studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. To gather wisdom. To gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive direction. Guidance. According to the plan and purpose. According, According to the plan and purpose that the Lord has predestined for my life. That the Lord has predestined for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So tonight we'll continue where we stopped last week. And our focus tonight is Genesis 18 from verse 22. And uh, I will read from a different version, which is God's word version, just for the simplicity of certain uh, explanations. So from verse 22, it says, from there, the men turned and went on towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing in front of the Lord. Abraham came closer and asked, are you really going to sweep away the innocent with the guilty? Hmm. I wanted to take note of verse 23, Genesis 18, verse 23. Abraham is asking a very, very challenging and demanding question. Are you really going to sweep away the innocent with the guilty? What if there are 50 innocent people in the city? Are you really going to sweep them away? Won't you spare that place for the sake of the 50 innocent people who are in it? Hmm. It would be unthinkable for you to do such a thing. To treat the innocent and the guilty alike and to kill innocents with the guilty. That would be unthinkable. Won't the judge of the whole earth do what is fair? Hmm. Verse 25, I wanted to take note of it again. It would be unthinkable for you to do such a thing. 
to treat the innocent and the guilty alike and to kill the innocent to the guilty, that would be unthinkable. Won't the judge of the whole earth do what is fair? Verse 26, the Lord said, if I find 50 innocent people, if I find 50 innocent people inside the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham asked, consider now if I may be so bold as to ask you, although I'm only dust and ashes are. Hey, mm, mm, mm. let the fear of God guide us. Yes, Lord. Hey, verse 27, mark it in your Bible if possible. Abraham asked, consider now, consider, oh Lord, consider. If I may be bold as to ask, although I'm only dust and ashes. You see how humble Abraham is? Yes. He didn't say, oh God, you remember you told me that you are going to bless the whole world because of me. Because of me, because of me. He didn't even remind God about that. He was so humble, so Amen. simple, so fear the Lord. Amen. That he said, if I may be so bold as to ask you, although I am what? Dumb. Only a what? Dust and, and ash. Yes. So no matter what revelation God is showing us, the way we receive it, the way we approach it is very important. Verse 28 says, what if there are 45 innocent people? Will you destroy the whole city because of five fewer people? <laughs> the Lord answered, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. You see, I want you to take note of intercession. So when people are boasting, oh, when I said something yesterday, it came to pass, I am a prophet. Hey, who is like Abraham? Who measures up with Abraham in this world? Look at how Abraham is so humble, so simple, so God-fearing, begging. He didn't say, God, you know, my brother is there. My nephew is there. And no, he didn't even make mention of family. Yet, <laughs> he was begging for family. Verse 29. Abraham asked him again, what if 40 are found there? He answered, for the sake of the 40, I would not do it. Does Abraham said, let not the Lord be have 40 people in Sodo? <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, Kebusha Verse 30. 
please don't be angry if I speak again. You see the point of intercession, the points of humility, mm -hmm. simplicity, and the fear of God. Please don't be angry if I speak again, Abraham said. What if 30 are found there? He answered, if I found 30 there, I will not do it. I will not destroy it. I will not eliminate that city. Hmm. Verse 31, look now, if I may be so bold as to ask you, Abraham said, what if 20 are found there? He answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 20. I'm coming. God is merciful. 32, please don't be angry if I ask only one more time. Please don't be angry if I ask, if I speak only one more time. Abraham said, what if 10 are found there? He answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 10. When the Lord finished speaking to Abraham, he left Abraham, he left Abraham returned home. Now, we are going to look at two major things here. One is, what is the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah? And two, how did Abraham handle the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah? A lot of times, people offend us and we are angry for life. We are angry. We don't want to hear the person's name. We don't want to attend the same church where the person is. We don't want to go to family gathering where we will see the person. We don't want to pass by the environment where the person lives. We don't, 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 we don't. Abraham and his nephew, Lot, had wealth because of their wealth. Their laborers were fighting, striving, disagreeing, Jealous for their masters, envious for their masters. But Abraham was a wise man, a very, very wise man. It's like, is it because of cow and cattle we are fighting? When we die, who takes over the possession? Who takes over? Hey, who takes over? takes over. I'm glad all of you remember the case of the man in Brooklyn. He built the church, raised the people, training, Bible school, everything. When it was time for them to appreciate him and say, Papa, you have done all this for us and now you are sick. Papa, don't worry. We will take care of the ministry. Papa, don't worry. We will make sure you eat and you drink. What do you want us to do? What 
have you promised God? And what is the covenant of this ministry with God? What is God planning to do with this ministry? Tell us, leaders, instead of them to humble themselves and say, Papa, yes, you were not there when God called you. You raised this ministry from scratch before we came. You have not eliminated us, but you have included us in everything. Now you can do what you used to do and you have commissioned us to do what you used to do. Is there anything we can do for you? How do you want us to do it? How should we preserve the legacy? Rather, they want to uproot him. What can he say? After all, he's sick. He will die any moment. So why would he argue? He said, whatever you want to do with me, take me to wherever you want me to live. Take me and my wife. And they went home and one by one, they dropped dead. All the five of them dropped dead. Everybody became afraid. The man is still alive. <laughs> God healed the man. He's still alive. Abraham was very wise. The Lord came to him. One, he was humble. He used his skill for making bread. Uh, 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 this roasted meat. Okay, his wife and his household, they all took care of the Lord. They took care of the Lord. And now the Lord is living. And the Lord said, will I do anything without hiding it, without letting, letting Abraham, my friend, know the Lord do not hide anything from Abraham. And Abraham was so humble that the Lord told him, the outcry of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah has come up to me. And that is one area I am praying every day. Who is fasting against my head? Who is praying that say, God, hey, don't let Dr. Pauline survive. Who is praying against me? You know, the other day, the Lord showed me some people praying against me. I said, what? People are still praying against Dr. Pauline? Hey. The other time, people were praying. All those who were praying, they are all dead and gone. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that they died and gone. I don't pray for anybody to die. Left to me alone, let them live and see that Pauline is still alive. We may not have one million congregation over Kame's house, but God is doing what he has promised. Abraham, God has given him a promise. What was his problem? He didn't have any problem. Lord took the biggest of the, of the cities, the biggest land, prosperous land, but everything that guilt us is not gold. What is the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah? The sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was sexual perversion. That's the first one. Sexual perversion. Sex. You remember yesterday, the other day, the Lord showed me something. 
And yesterday when we were praying, I said, be careful. Be careful. Don't let any man play with your balls. Don't let any man play with your organs, with your body. Don't let them say, oh, I'm not going to penetrate. I'm talking raw English. Everybody on social media, hear me, listen to me. Don't become a monument of Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't become an element of Sodom and Gomorrah because of sexual sin, sexual perversion. If you are living with a man, the man better marry you. Tell the man, marry me. Otherwise, I find another man to marry me. Paul said, if any man is burning, you have strong sexual desire. He said, go and get married. Go and get married. If you're having sexual desires, don't pretend. Don't kill yourself. You are burning. Go and get married. And then you can eat it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hey, because of sexual perversion. And wherever there is sexual perversion, what else happens there? There'll be great level of prostitution, homosexuality. The man can no longer satisfy the woman or the woman can no longer satisfy the man. So the man is not looking for alternative. Grab a little child, boy or girl, incest, homosexuality, gayism. Whether America make it a legal law or not, it is against God's will. And very soon we'll be told that when you tell somebody homosexuality and prostitution is a sin, you will go to jail. Anybody who tried, they'll be dead before daybreak. People can have free sex, sleep with a dog, sleep with a cat. Innocent babies are being raped. Sexual sin is very broad. Fathers sleeping with children, their sons and their daughters, mothers sleeping, having sexual affairs with their sons and daughters, nephews, niece, uncles, everybody. So many parents can't tell their children who is their father. Mothers can't tell uh, their children who is their father because they were raped by their own fathers. They were raped by uncles, brothers, everybody in their house. Free sex. That is the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. That is why homosexuality is synonymous to Sodom. So when they say somebody sodomized, that means the person penetrated the same sex the same sex. God have mercy. And then Sodom and Gomorrah was a place of stubbornness. The people were stubborn. They have no respect for the laws of God. They were aware of the laws of God. They were transgressing the laws of God. We have explained transgression. They were breaking the covenants of God. Transgression is when you break the covenants of God. Transgression is when you disobey the laws of God. 
Transgression is when you, when you interfere with the Ten Commandments and you change it to please yourself. So Sodom and Gomorrah were practicing, were, were practicing corruption, evil. That is why we will not tolerate disrespect in Overcomer's house. If you disrespect the altar in Overcomer's house, if you disrespect the pulpits in Overcomer's house, you'll be punished. If I don't punish you or, 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 or the leaders don't punish you, God from heaven will punish you because you can't break the laws of God and, 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 and want to hold the microphone and stand before the people. No, transfer of evil, transfer of sin, transfer of disobedience, transfer of pride will not take place in Overcomer's house. It's not the number of people. It is the faithfulness, the fear of God, the honesty. That is very important. You don't want to participate in Bible studies, but you want to hold microphone and preach or, or, and sing or, or, or pray. Where are you coming from? Then you are not a part of God's people. Abraham was submissive. The city of Sodom and Gomorrah have sinned. We stand in the gap to pray for our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, no, 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 no. Why are we praying? Because we don't condone the sin. We don't condone their mistakes. We pray so that they will repent. Salvation means correction. Salvation means repentance. Salvation means seeking God's forgiveness. And Sodom and Gomorrah was indulging in corruption, stubbornness. And the Bible says stubbornness is as a sin of witchcraft. It was a place of hard heartedness where people's, people's heart are, are hardened. They don't believe they should submit. Pride, insolence. They wanna be on top. They wanna be in charge. They want to be those in control. Manipulation, no. That is the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah. So there are five major sins in Sodom and Gomorrah that we need to be very careful of. One, the sin of sexual perversion. Two, the sin of corruption. Three, the sin of stubbornness. Four, the sin of hard-heartedness, unwilling to repent, unwilling to submit, unwilling to change their ways and their behavior. And then the last point, a place of wickedness. They enjoy evil wickedness. And today, I want us to bear in mind that wherever there is sexual perversion, there is stubbornness, there is corruption, there is hard-heartedness, there is wickedness. And all these things are also referred to as witchcraft. Why are they witchcraft? They are witchcraft because 
they stand against the loss of God. Witchcraft spirit is the spirit that fights against the truth, fights against righteousness, fights against the fear of God, fights against sincerity. People who practice witchcraft don't want to be corrected. They don't want to be guided. And God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And one thing is that Lot did not allow the offenses of the past to affect him, but rather he interceded. So this week, as we are praying and fasting, that the Lord will cause us to discover our seed. As we discover our seed, we have to pray against the spirit of witchcraft, that no spirit of witchcraft will interfere with our seed, that we will not, we will not allow the spirit of witchcraft to control the fear of God in us, because we have to intercede for our sons and daughters, for our brothers and sisters, for everyone connected to Vakana's house, even if they have offended us and they have done grievous sin, God is still looking for people to intercede, people to cry, people to stand in the gap and say, God, you are a merciful God. You are the merciful God. Lord, we don't know tomorrow. Today, your sons and daughters may be very beautiful, very nice, very good, excellent, but do you know? tomorrow, when you are possibly not in, in, on this earth again. Do you know what will happen? Sometimes children are holding on, waiting for their parents to die or waiting to move away to another city so they can do whatever they want to do. Listen, I see things every day. I hear stories every day. I, I, I am a counselor. People come, they tell me what they are going through. They tell me where they are coming from. And I know that there are secret dealings here and there. We all are not exempted, including me. I am not talking about somebody per se. I am talking about the fact that we all have to learn lessons from Abraham. Abraham did not allow the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah to affect him, but rather he stood as an intercessor. He stood as a warrior. He stood as a righteous man. He stood as a man of God. And he pleaded with Sodom and Gomorrah. He pleaded with God for Sodom and Gomorrah. He pleaded with Jehovah God for Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, a woman told her story. She was a beautiful woman of God. She was raised in the church. One day, who will repay? The person who repaired was the very person who has helped to raise her. And that rape brought forth a child. That rape brought forth a child. Her first time, she was touched by a man. That just one minute's touch brought forth a child. Every time she sees a child, she cries. She went for counseling and she was told the child is innocent. She fasted and prayed to release the child from the burden of sin. 
Today, that child is a great man. He's an engineer, married with children. But this woman told her, told him, please don't touch any woman you are not married to because that is what happened to me. And that child has respected the mother. I will not do the mistake that the father did to the mother. Like Abraham, let us encourage our children not to make the same mistakes we have made. Today, we have to stop here because I have to go into another meeting. But all I want to say is, remember the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah is very important for you to know. Corruption, stubbornness, hard-heartedness, wickedness, unwilling to change our ways, unwilling to repent, unwilling to submit to authority. That's not the first time Abraham will save Sodom and Gomorrah. That's not the first time. Every now and then when there is trouble, Abraham will rush in and save them. But this time, it was the last warning. Let it not be the last time God will warn us. Let it not be the last time God will give us heads up not to be corrupted, not to be stubborn, not to be hard-hearted, not to be wicked, and not, uh, and not, not to resist correction and authority. Amen? Amen. Everybody unmute Amen. yourself. Amen. 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 Okay. I will just Amen. take one reflection before we close. One reflection. I'll go one. Good night. Good night. Welcome. So um, what I got since night where you spoke about the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, you basically gave the five different um, pillars, if, if that's the right word to use, of Sodom and Gomorrah. But you also said it's a place where they practice sexual perversion, prostitution, homosexuality, and all of the above are sexual sins. And you said they were evil sin. They were indulging in corruption. And you said the five um, sins of Sodom and Gomorrah were sin of corruption, stubbornness, hard-heartedness, a place of wickedness, um, a place of sexual perversion. And you also said um, the unwillingness to submit <coughs> for correction and, and authority. And you briefly spoke about Abraham, how multiple times Abraham had to go into prayer to pray for Sodom and Gomorrah. He said he was a very wise man and he stood as an intercessor. Um, he went many times before God interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah and he pleaded with God. However, he didn't let the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah scare him from being who he is and going to God. But he, he got to a point where he had stopped praying for Sodom and Gomorrah, and I missed what you said after that. But I gathered those stuff. Amen. 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 Thank you. Shall we all appreciate uh, Mrs. Williams? All right. All right. Yes. So thank you all for coming on. Uh, remember that Thursday we are on. 
So those who have not registered, please try and register because we want to make sure that everybody received this training. It's an extension of the School of Deliverance. Those who couldn't come to uh, Shiloh, you have the opportunity on Thursday. Amen? Amen. Dr. Pauling. Yes, please. What translation are you using? Are you using God's word? Yes, I use God's word tonight. That's what yes. I thought. God's yes. Word. Yes. yes. Because of time, I couldn't do the comparison. I I uh, I have to bless some people before they, they finish their meeting. Okay. From another country, their timing and our timing is different, but sure. it just wants me to come and, and pray a blessing upon them. So Reverend Afia, Reverend Afia. Yes, Dr. Pauline. Please take over and let me go into the next meeting, please. Okay. Yes, thank you. All right, as Dr. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Um, thanks for your participation. As Dr. Pauline said, the next session will be Thursday for those of us who went to um, World Convention and those of you who have paid for the online class. If there is anyone else who desire to be so, I can send you the link for you to register and also for you to pay. Um, so we'll see you again on Thursday at 7 p.m. and again on Friday at 9 p.m. All right? Amen. Praise right. God. Amen. 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 Let, let us pray. We'll ask someone to close off the prayer for us. Oh. Yes, Sister Anjali. I'll close off. Thank you. So, the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the God, love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, Surely goodness, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Okay, Sister Angelique, for doing the, the, the grace for us. Good night, everyone, and have a blessed night. Praise God. Good night. Good night.